We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Head faith and heart faith. That's what we're talking about. Some of you got faith in your head, don't have any faith in your heart. Heart faith comes from the Word of God. And when the leper found out what Jesus said about it, he instantly received his healing. But there was no manifestation of healing until Jesus answered his question. More than likely, there'll never be a manifestation of the promise of God until you get your question answered, is it the will of God for my life? We need to learn to interpret the Word of God in the light of the rest of the Bible. Don't just take a few scriptures and say, well, you know, now this is the whole truth. So let's talk about something here that we kind of touched on, but we kind of passed over. God's will for asking. What is God's will for asking? God's will is that you ask in faith, nothing wavering. You see, John said, this is the confidence we have in Him if we ask anything according to His will. He's talking about, for one thing, God's will for asking. You've got to approach God in the manner that the Word says to do it. You ask in faith. See, there's no scripture that says, God just answers prayer. Well, if that were true, then all prayers would be answered. No, he answers the prayer of faith. James says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Now, let's take that, for instance, what James said. If it's true that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up, well, what happens if you pray the prayer of doubt? It seems to me if the prayer of faith would save the sick and the Lord would raise him up, the prayer of doubt might destroy the sick and the devil would defeat him and he'd be destroyed. Well, it's something to think about anyway, isn't it? Now, let's go to a passage of Scripture in Ecclesiastes. Because sometimes people say, well, you know, I've just prayed about this. And I'm just, sometimes somebody said, well, I just stayed up all night and prayed about a certain thing. And I just prayed all night about it and just worried, concerned about it. Let's read from Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Keep thy foot when thou goest into the house of God. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. For they consider not that they do evil. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore let thy words be few. You all have heard people that said, Well, you know, if we could get 20,000 people praying for this brother, I believe we'd get him healed. No, if you get 20,000 people praying in unbelief, you don't get anything. It's not the number of people you have praying for an individual. It's the quality of faith that the individual has that is praying and the quality of faith that the individual that is receiving the prayer. See, sometimes we've misunderstood the prayer of faith. Sometimes, well, who determines the prayer of faith? Now, if you're praying for yourself, it's you that determines whether you prayed the prayer of faith or not. But now, if you're praying for another individual concerning healing, concerning something else... It's not just you determining whether you prayed the prayer of faith. That individual must believe that you've prayed the prayer of faith. And you know, I've prayed for people, and you have too. They said, now I want you to agree with me and pray with me about this certain thing. And you would pray in faith, release my faith, all the faith I had, knowing that what Jesus said would come to pass if they'd get in agreement with me, because Jesus said, if two shall agree... 
And then they say, thank God it's finished, it's done. And before you walk away, they'll say, now, Brother Caps, just keep praying. Just keep praying. And sometimes I just surprise them by saying, no, thank you. I'm through, I'm finished. I got through when I said, amen, it's finished. I'm not going to touch it again. Because I agreed. And if you agreed, it'd come to pass. But you see, they didn't agree, or they wouldn't have told me to just keep praying. See, now, I'm talking about the prayer petition. Now, don't get over into the area of intercession. That's not what we're talking about here. And maybe sometimes that's what people are talking about, the prayer of intercession. They want you to intercede. Well, you could intercede in the Spirit about that. But don't go back and pray about the thing. You've agreed. You've prayed. You've got into agreement on it. Don't, don't undo it. And then sometimes they'll just tune up and begin to cry and say, Oh, just keep a praying. Well, you know immediately they didn't agree with what you prayed. They didn't believe a thing you said. They still saw their loved one dying. They still saw the situation getting worse, even though you prayed. And you may have prayed the prayer of faith, but they didn't agree with it. Well, Ecclesiastes says, Keep your foot when you go. <laughs> this is important to you here. Keep thy foot when thou goest into the house of God. Now, let me put that in everyday English. I don't know what that means to you, but this is what it means to me. Don't get your foot in your mouth when you're praying. Because I'll tell you, some of you have done that. I've done it. You get your foot in your mouth while you're praying. You pray something, and before long, you keep going on praying about it and get over an unbelief. And then he says, Be not rash with thy mouth. Let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. And says, Therefore, let thy words be few. Now, you can get more praying in faith, two minutes, than you can get from God praying for a month in unbelief. I see somebody might say, well, I just worried about that, stayed up all night, prayed all night about it. Well, if you'd have prayed in faith, you'd have gone to sleep. Now, that may seem a little hard to you, but it's the truth. If you'll pray in faith, you can go to sleep. I remember several years ago, we were out in North Carolina, and I was ministering out there and teaching, and, and we got a phone call from home, bad news about one of our children, something that needed to be taken care of, you know. And uh, I remember saying to my wife, well, we're going to pray about it, and then we're going to laugh about it, and then I'm going to bed and go to sleep. Why? Because I believe what I pray will come to pass. Now, see, if I prayed about that situation and stayed up and worried about it all night and prayed about it the next morning, then that proved I was in unbelief. But I prayed about it and went to bed and went to sleep. Well, it's hard to do sometimes. But I had made a decision to believe God. So when you pray, believe that you receive. See, it's not a matter of just praying something. It's a matter of believing what the Word says concerning that. So the petition of prayer is prayed in faith. And Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus said, What's everything you desire when you pray? Believe you receive them and you shall have them. Now notice, he said, believe you receive them. One translation said, believe you have received them. Believe you have. In other words, when you pray, believe. Now, if you believe that, God's word's abiding in you. But now, if you cast it out and say, well, yeah, I prayed all right, but I just don't believe. I just don't feel like it's going to happen. Well, what's feeling have to do with it anyway? What did the word say about it? That's what is going to determine the outcome if you hold fast to the Word of God. you know the problem with most people? They hold fast to the prayer instead of the Word of God. There's no place in the Bible that says hold fast to your praying 
or hold fast to your prayer. Paul said, pray without ceasing. Uh, you know you've got to be talking about intercession there, praying in the Spirit, because you just can't pray all the time. So hold fast to the answer and not the problem. People that think wrong believe wrong. And I'll tell you, quite frankly, there are many people thinking wrong, believing wrong, and that makes them pray wrong. And then wrong things happen to them. Know the will of God. Now, that's paramount in praying. Know the will of God concerning the matter. If you don't know the will of God, find it out. Because, see, if the Word abides in you, what Jesus said, if the Word abides in you, you can ask what you will. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will, and it shall be done. Now, let's notice James has said in the first chapter, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Don't allow your faith to waver. Now, the reason many people don't get their prayers answered, they pray, they do lots of praying. And I think so many times it's not lack of prayer in people's lives, it's lack of faith in their prayers. See, maybe you're like some people I know, and like I was one time. I used to have great faith in somebody else's prayer, but didn't have any faith in my prayers. Now, there are several reasons for that. One is that I didn't know what God said about it. So how could I have faith to believe what I prayed about? That I didn't know what the will of God was. You see, there's always someone wanting you to pray the prayer of faith for them. Now, that's all right if you're in a situation where you get somebody to pray for you. But don't always depend on that. Because you must do your own prayer. The Bible says, if any is sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Knowing him with all in prayer of faith will save the sick, the Lord will raise him up. But he said, is any afflicted? If they are afflicted, he said, let them pray. So if you've got yourself in a fix financially or in a fix in other ways, and you're afflicted in different circumstances of life, he says for you to pray. And I think sometimes we make a mistake when we think that we're going to just counsel with somebody and we're going to pray the prayer of faith for them to get them out of the mess that it took them 10 years to get in, that we're just going to pray the prayer of faith for them. And I think it's a mistake for you to believe that I can pray the prayer of faith for you concerning the mess you're in. Because if you're afflicted, then you pray. See, first of all, it's going to change you because that's probably the reason for the mess you're in is because of what you've believed and what you've done, and maybe a position that you're in that needs to be changed. Prayer does not change God. Prayer changes you, and prayer changes things. So, don't always be looking for somebody to pray the prayer of faith for you. Have some faith in your prayer. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is know what God said, make a decision that I'm going to believe what God said, I'm going to say what God said, and I'm going to pray what God said over my circumstance. Then you'll find out that that prayer will change things. It'll not change God, but it'll change you and things. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God today. We have a CD offer. It's CD offer number 7303. It's entitled, Keys of the Kingdom. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. We're talking about keys that are knowledge keys. In other words, when Jesus said to Peter, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom, 
In those days, when people went to a school of higher learning, when they graduated, they gave them keys to hang on their belts. You could look at their belt and see how many keys they had. You could understand where they were educated and how far they'd gone. So it's knowledge, knowledge of the kingdom. Jesus said, I'll give you the keys or the knowledge of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, you have authority to bind things here on earth that are already bound out of heaven. You understand, Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God has come to the earth. It's set up in the hearts of men. At that time, you remember Jesus in the 17th chapter of Luke said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, but behold, the kingdom of God is within you. In other words, the kingdom of God is in the hearts of men right now. Now, it'll be set up in the New Jerusalem in the time to come, but it's no less powerful than the kingdom that will be set up in the New Jerusalem because we have access to the promises of God through kingdom principles. And it's through faith. It is through the law of faith. Jesus said it this way, All things are possible to him that believeth. Well, now that's pretty important, isn't it? All things are possible with God, we believe that, but all things are possible to him that believeth. You need this series called The Keys of the Kingdom, offer number 7303, three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kemp, reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.